0: Psalm 139, 13 through 15, says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Our bodies are quite an amazing thing, aren't they? I mean, they're miraculous um, God knits us together in our mother's womb, and, and uh, a, as you know, um, just the creation of of who we are is such a, a miraculous thing that God does, and so to begin, we're not going to talk really about that passage, we just wanted to read that as we began, and want to share with you just some interesting things about the body that I didn't know, that I read this week and learned, um, some interesting facts Did you know there are about 75,000 hairs on the average head? 75,000. Some of us, not that many. That's interesting, isn't it? Did you know the nose can recognize a trillion different smells? That's, That's amazing. A trillion different smells. The human eye blinks... How much a day, what would you guess? Twenty thousand times a day is how many times your eye blinks. Did you know the human tooth, your teeth, they are just as strong as any shark as any shark's tooth? Our teeth are just as, as strong as, as a shark's tooth. Did you know the strongest muscle in the human body is the tongue? And some of y'all exercise that really well. <laughs> Did you know a person uses 17 muscles when they smile and 43 muscles when they frown? So that's interesting. A couple more. Did you know if, it was, if they were laid end to end, your blood vessels would circle the Earth's equator four times? One person's blood vessels would circle the earth four times. That's really something. And did you know when you blush, your stomach also turns red? (laughs) Who knew? Yeah. So anyway, God's creation, the human body, it really is an amazing thing. Um, And tonight we're going to talk about exercise. Exercise. Now, let me, uh, let me put your worries um, at ease. If you're like me, exercise is always on your to-do list. But if you're like me, it never gets done. So we're not going to actually talk about uh, physical exercise tonight. Um, we're going to talk about spiritual exercise. The title of tonight's message is Spiritual Exercises to Keep You Strong. And we're going to read from First. Uh, Corinthians, or excuse me, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, we're actually just going to read the first three verses, 16 through 18. Um, we're going to read tonight only eight words of scripture. So this could be the shortest sermon you've ever ever been to, I don't know, but we're going to, uh, I wanted to preach tonight and felt led to preach on 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 16, 18. So would you stand as we honor the reading of God's Word? Simply says, rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. May God bless the reading of hearing of his Word. You may be seated. So let's look at this. Paul gives us here three spiritual exercises. Again, we're not worried about physical exercise tonight, but we're, we're thinking about spiritual exercises. And here's three um, seemingly simple uh, spiritual exercises Paul's giving here for the, uh, in, our, in the life of the believer for each of us. Um, and their challenges, uh, Paul's challenged us to exercise these spiritual qualities in our lives. And if you look at that, at all three of them, Um, They are all commands, these are not spiritual suggestions or wishes or um, just helpful hints from Paul or from the Lord, these are commands, these are things we are supposed to do, and if you look, they are all in the present tense, rejoice, always, pray constantly, and give thanks. They are in the present tense, in other words, they are to be done in a continuous Uh, manner. Um, So the first one there, verse 16, rejoice always. The Greek actually reverses the two words and really should be translated always rejoice, and that gives the emphasis uh, on the word always. A better translation would be at all times rejoice, Um, the emphasis again being on in everything, in the good, in the bad, uh, in everything, rejoice um rejoice early in the morning rejoice late at night rejoice when your tire goes flat rejoice when your car's running great rejoice when your child brings home an A plus rejoice when your child brings home a teacher's note <laughs> rejoice when the ba- when the boss announces downsizing rejoice when the boss is recommending a raise rejoice when the pastor leaves rejoice when a new pastor arrives at all times Paul tells us um, rejoice and Paul talks a lot about a joy Uh, he uses the word joy 24 times in his letters in the New Testament in Acts 5 um, we see joy Uh, when Peter and the apostles were before Gamaliel it says after they called in the apostles and had them flogged they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and released them then they went out from the presence of the Sanhedrin, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to be dishonored on behalf of the name. At all times, rejoice, even in the most difficult times or most difficult circumstances. Um, we see in Matthew chapter five, verse eleven: "You are blessed when they insult and persecute, and, and persecute you, and falsely say every kind of evil against you because of me. Be glad." And rejoice, because your reward is great in heaven. And then in John chapter 16, 20 through 22, Jesus said, I assure you, you will weep and wail, but the world will rejoice. You will become sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn to joy. When a woman is in labor, she has pain because her time has come. But when she has given birth to a child, she no longer remembers the suffering because of the joy that a person has been born Into the world. So you also have sorrow now, but I will see you again, Jesus said. Your hearts will rejoice, and no one will rob you of your joy. Now we can't make ourselves rejoice. We can't. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit, and we must be yielded uh, to Him, or we're not going to rejoice. John MacArthur says, Um, this about joy and speaking about that he says we're not talking about happiness which comes from happenings or happenstance or because something just happens to be good we're not talking about a shallow superficial emotional response to positive circumstance he says we're not talking about a natural joy but a supernatural joy it is a joy at another level it's a divine level it is a spiritual joy it is a holy spirit joy it is supernatural joy. And we, we read of the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians 5, and one of those is joy. And so Paul says here in our passage, rejoice always, or maybe better to say in all times, rejoice. So that's the first spiritual um, exercise as we think about um, being spiritually strong. And what Paul tells us here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, the first is rejoicing always. And I tell you, as I was studying this and I was thinking of rejoicing always, I couldn't help but think of Loretta Faxon. Most of you would know her, our oldest church member who went to be with the Lord in January. Uh, She turned 100 last March. Many of you were at her 100th birthday party and... um, on that day and every day that you ever saw Loretta, uh, she was rejoicing. Uh, she had joy. She had the Lord in her heart. Um, what an incredible lady she was. She had many good days. She had many bad days in her life. And yet through it all, um, Loretta was a picture of someone that rejoiced always, wasn't she, if you if you knew her? Um, you, know, you think about what do you remember most about Loretta? I can just see her coming in that back door, just beaming, just smiling when she got to come to church, and uh, she was would come in rejoicing. Or if you stopped by to see her at her apartment over here on the on the corner, um, she was so glad to to see you. And uh, Dana would take the youth and sing, and at Christmas, and she was just um, rejoicing. And a few years back, when she'd gr- be a greeter down the hall there. Uh, She hugged and loved everybody. I think she loved everybody she ever met. Um, But she was just a picture of joy. Loretta had lost her husband years ago. She was a widow for years. Her daughter just passed away a couple years ago from cancer. And there were many, many more hard circumstances Loretta went through in her hundred years. But there's an example of somebody rejoicing always. She was living what? Paul um, talked about. So, thank you, Lord, for Loretta's example of how to live um, with joy. So, again, the first spiritual exercise Paul lists in our passage in our um, First Thessalonians chapter five, verse sixteen: to rejoice always. What's the second? Pray constantly. This is being in prayer continually. It is living a life in an ongoing conversation with, with God as you, um, as you go throughout the day, as you are in communication with him. It is a way of life. Just as you are rejoicing always, you are praying always. You are praying constantly. And we see in Scripture, um, the early church prayed constantly. Uh, they, they lived this in Acts 1.14. <coughs> it says the apostles were continually united in prayer, along with the women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. Uh, we see constant prayer when Peter was in prison, Acts 12, verse 5. It says, But prayer was made, was being made earnestly to God for him by the church. And I like how the message says that verse. It, it paraphrases it. The church prayed for him most strenuously, it says. Praying constantly, praying fervently, um, living, um, living your lives in prayer. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Warren Wearsby said we are to keep the receiver off the hook. And be in touch with God so that our praying is part of a long conversation that is not broken. That's a great description of praying continually that Paul talks about. So how do we do that? How do we pray continually? Yes, it's praying as we drive on the way to the job interview. It's praying as we pick up the phone to answer that dreaded phone call. It's praying as we're walking up to the newcomer as they come into the church and we want to help them feel welcome. It's, it's that attitude of prayer. It's whispering the prayer silently to the Lord. You know, what am I to say? How can I help them? Praying continually. It's, it's praying when your son gets in the car and he's headed out of town. Praying continually. It's praying as you get your mail and you look through the bills and you try to figure out what you're going to do it's praying as you read through the newspaper and you see all that's happening in the world and you pray about the good and the bad it's praising and it's um praying yes it's all of that but do you know what else it is it's having a set time of prayer each day of each day as well you want to live your life of praying constantly and you begin that by praying faithfully in a designated set uh, kind of way. We see that in, in um, Daniel chapter 6. Uh, the decree was given to, to pray only to King Darius. Um, but look at what Daniel did in Daniel chapter 6, verse 6. It said, The administrators and satraps went together to the king and said to him, May King Darius live forever. All the administrators of the kingdom, the prefects, satraps, advisors, and governors have agreed that the king should establish an ordinance and enforce an edict that for 30 days, anyone who petitions any god or man except you, the king, will be thrown into the lion's den. Therefore, your majesty, establish the edict and sign the document so that as a law of the Medes and the Persians, it is irrevocable and cannot be changed. So King Darius signed the document. When Daniel learned that the the document had been signed, he went into his house. The windows in his upper room opened toward Jerusalem. And three times a day, he got down on his knees, prayed, and gave thanks to his God. And then it says, just as he had done before. Daniel was in a habit, in a um, set kind of way, in a designated kind of way. He prayed faithfully. Uh, to God, and that was his standard um, mode of operation, you might say. Yes, he lived in an attitude of prayer and lived as Paul would later write to pray constantly, um, but he also had that daily time that he knew he was going to be praying. So our daily um, lives should uh, should be punctuated with prayers throughout the day as we go about our business, as we encounter people, as we see opportunities to be a witness, as we come and, uh, and we face problems in the day, as we are faced with tasks that we have to do, we pray before and through and after those. And yes, there are also times that we designate that we know we're going to spend time with the Lord and pray to Him. So the second exercise, we, we first rejoice always to, to be spiritually strong. The second To pray constantly. And what's the third then? Paul says verse 18. Give thanks in everything for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now this may be the hardest of the three, don't you think? Give thanks in everything. There's things in life that we come up against that um, we're not thankful for. But we give thanks in. It's not that we are thankful for those difficult times in life, but in the midst of them, we can give thanks, Uh, it says in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. The story goes that a man had a habit of grumbling at the food that his his wife placed before him at mealtime. The man would ask the blessing and give thanks for the food, um, but he would always grumble with what he had been given and then offer the prayer and so one day after his um, usual complaining then prayer his little girl said daddy does god hear us when we pray and he said why of course he hears us every time we pray and she paused for a moment then she said does he hear everything we say the rest of the time he said yes dear every word and he was so proud he had inspired his daughter to be curious about these spiritual matters Um, does the lord hear us when we pray does he hear us all the rest of the time yet his his pride was quickly turned to humility when she then say uh, then she said well then which of those does god actually believe is it what we pray or is it what we're saying are our lives marked by the grumbling we do or the thanks that we give when we encounter circumstances in life um, what would people say about us um, what would be that comes out in our speech and in our talk is it what we're thankful for or what we're complaining about um, as christians we have so much to be thankful for don't we so we consider what god has done in our lives and what he does through our lives uh, thanksgiving should just Um, flow out from us first our second corinthians chapter 9 8 through 11 and the message says it like this god can pour on the blessings in astonishing ways so that you're ready for anything and everything more than just ready to do what needs to be done as one psalmist puts it he throws caution to the winds giving to the needy and reckless abandon his right living right giving ways never run out never wear out This most generous God who gives seed to the farmer that becomes bread for your meals is more than extravagant with you. He gives you something you can then give away, which grows into full-formed lives, robust in God, wealthy in every way, so that you can be generous in every way, producing with us great thanks to God. God does so much in our lives as we um, think and consider what the Lord's done um, in each of Your lives. I know we could all um, spend the evening giving thanks to what what he's done and what he's doing. What he's done in our church and what he's going to do in our church. These are exciting times. Um, As was said, these are uncertain times. But they're exciting times because we can trust the Lord for what he's going to do in the months to come. Even during this interim. Uh, Our interim pastor that's coming, Rick Howerton, one of the things he's talked with us on the staff is is that um, every Sunday is an opportunity uh, for the Lord to work and for us to to reach out and to make an impact in Bowling Green and Warren County. And so these are exciting times because another Sunday's coming, that there's going to be people here that we can love on and reach out to. And um, so these months of interim, uh, they're not just times for us to be still and to be stagnant. They're for times for us to look forward and look to the future, To be excited because God's still in control and he's going to be doing great things in these coming weeks and these coming months. And then when our pastor comes full time, whoever that is, and we can't wait to see who that's going to be. But when he comes, um, only God knows the great and marvelous things he's going to be doing. So God is so good and we have so much to be thankful for as a church and certainly um, as individuals. Even when the times are hard we're to give thanks. Philippians chapter four verse six says Don't worry about anything but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known um, to God. And Colossians three fifteen says, And let the peace of the Messiah to which you were also called in one body control your hearts and be thankful. So whatever life brings us, we're to rejoice, we're to pray, and yes, we're to to give thanks. I found a poem I wanted to share with you. um, I thought it was just really neat. It's called The ABCs of Trials. Again, as we think about times in life that are tough, um, how is it that we can give thanks? And this is called The ABCs of Trials. And I'm going to read it. I wish you had it in a printed form, but I'm going to read it. And as I do, I want you to take note that it has each line is the next letter of the alphabet, A through Z, okay? They're quick little phrases, so try to keep up, but I think you'll enjoy this, and it's a blessing as we think about giving thanks in all things. It says, Although things are not perfect because of trial or pain, continue in thanksgiving, do not begin to blame. Even when the times are hard, fierce winds are bound to blow, God is forever able, hold on to what you know. Imagine life without his love, joy would cease to be. Keep thanking him for all the things love imparts to thee. Move out of camp complaining, no weapon that is known, on earth can yield the power Praise can do alone. Quit looking at the future. Redeem the time at hand. Start every day with worship. To thank is a command. Until we see him coming, victorious in the sky, we'll run the race with gratitude, exalting God most high. Yes, there'll be good times, and yes, some will be bad. But Zion waits in glory where no one is ever sad. The ABCs of trials, ABCs of giving thanks. Paul said, rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in everything. Last fall, uh, many of you um, probably saw the picture or. TV stories or read in the newspaper about a young man named Tyler Trent. He is or was a 19 year old um, student at Purdue University and was a huge fan of the Purdue Boilermakers. As many of you would know Jeff Brom that was the football coach at Western um, when he left here went to Purdue and um, his Tyler's story was told all throughout the media last fall throughout the uh, Purdue football season. He had a rare form of bone cancer, and Coach Brom and the Purdue um, football team, and then that entire community and college, and then really around the world, they, they rallied around, around Tyler's battle with cancer um, throughout the season, and after he was named honorary captain of the team, uh, he won the Disney Spirit Award, He was invited to come on ESPN Sports Center and actually co-hosted an episode. Um, Purdue made bobbleheads of Tyler that they gave away, you know, at one of the games. Um, Big emphasis that they did in honoring him. He was just such an inspirational person uh, to Coach Brom, to the football team, to the school, to the state of Indiana, and to anyone who heard about his story. On the day he first found out he had cancer, he had a broken arm and then the doctors determined actually he had cancer in the bone and on the day that uh, the doctors discovered it was that rare type of bone cancer Tyler said that he read first Thessalonians chapter 5 16 through 18 during his morning quiet time and in the weeks and the months that followed those three verses the ones we've studied tonight they became Tyler's rallying cry and his church uh, there in in um, West Lafayette, Indiana. They created the those bright yellow bracelets people wear a lot, and had them printed up that said "Tyler Strong" as the the motto, and then also on their First Thessalonians chapter five, sixteen through eighteen. And those soon became worn by students all around campus on Purdue, and the football team, and the coach, and um, they were soon worn by um, people on sports shows and celebrities and government officials all wore those wristbands that simply said Tyler Strong, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 16 through 18. And in an article um, Purdue University published about Tyler and his um, battle, Tyler was quoted as saying this. He said, how do I keep my spirit up well, each morning I do a mental checklist in addition to the medical one. Uh, he said, I make sure I'm living in the Word and by the Word, I mean the Bible, he said. I pray and meditate on the things I've read. I'm blessed enough for my friends um, will give me Bible verses to encourage me. I can lean on some of those words and the promises that are in the Bible. And then in this uh, article with this reporter, he lifted up his bright yellow wristband and he pointed to that and he said, "This is what it's all about." And again, it said there, First Thessalonians chapter five, 16 through eighteen, which says, "Rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus." Tyler passed away in January, um, but his witness continues on as people tell his story, as we've done tonight. And the truth still remains, doesn't it? No matter what comes our way in life, through the good and the bad, through the best days and through the worst, uh, we're to rejoice always, we're to pray constantly, we're to give thanks in all things. for That's God's will for us in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. So dear Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you that we can, that we can, (coughs) excuse me, that we can even give thanks and pray and we can rejoice through all times, Lord, through the good and the bad, and that's only because it's what you do through us. We certainly can't do that in our own strength and our own power, any three of those. Lord, it's just by living a spirit-filled life. It's what you do through us that you give us joy, it's what you do through us that we can um, give thanks. It's just by you that we're able to pray in all things and to trust in you. And so you get all the praise and the glory, Lord, for people like Tyler Trent. Lord, for people like Loretta Faxon. Lord, for people like um, each of these sitting here in this room tonight. Lord, the witness and testimony they give of, of just get living our lives for you in all things. And so we just offer you our praise tonight, and we thank you. We thank you that you've saved us, Lord, that you redeemed us, that you give us hope, that you give us a purpose in life. It's to share the good news, and it's to follow you and to give you glory in all that you do in and through us. And so for all of that, we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to close. Um,